Hey, what's up? Granger Smith Podcast, coming from a new location today, The Bus, Montana. I've done the podcast many times on the bus next door on Wildflower, but today I'm in Montana. There's a little bit more space here, and I have some more light, uh, and so I'm going to bring in today my guest, Amber, and having two people in the same room and wildflowers a little tight. So uh, first podcast on Montana. And I guess I didn't even say the reason why I'm doing it on a bus at all. The reason I'm doing it on a bus at all is because we're parked at Yee Apparel, but they're doing some construction work. They're remodeling the kitchen. So it's like, you know, craziness. So I needed to find a quiet spot. And it's funny because I could hear Butch on the tractor right now. So it's like I never really on this farm can never really escape noise to make a podcast. And Amber and I are building a house and in the house, there's going to be a special room just for the podcast. So I don't know if that's going to be quiet. I'll probably have dogs barking there. But regardless, thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. I know you guys are coming from a lot of different places around the world and you're listening on all different platforms. So however you're listening or watching or both, thank you for giving me this platform. It is a great part of my day to be able to sit here and do this podcast. I do want to give a shout out or two. This is the email, grangersmithpodcast at gmail.com. If you ever have a question, I could answer it. Uh, through that way. And, and I have a couple shout outs. This, this shout out is to Matthew from North Carolina. Really loves the song holler. Appreciate you, buddy, Matthew. Um, this is a shout out to Paxton Van Winkle. That's, uh, that's all Paxton wanted was a shout out. And then uh, Xavier, 18 from Covington, Georgia, Shout out to Xavier. What's up, buddy? Thank you for liking songs like Never Too Old and Tractor. They were there. Damn straight. I appreciate you so much, man. And let me give one more one more shout out here. It says, my name is Isaac from La Crosse, Wisconsin. What's up, buddy? Thank you for listening. And I'll continue on these shout outs here on, on another episode. Um, if you want to find ways to get more information from me, you could go to yeeyeenation.com. This is an exclusive website we built, and it is uh, exclusive to the fans that want to take things to the next level with me. And I can't really explain it as much until you just go to yeeyeenation.com, check it out, see what we've built for, for the elite fans. It's like a Patreon account that we built personally for for you guys for yee nation you can find me on cameo.com if you want a quick video shout out a video message maybe you want one for a christmas present or or an anniversary or a happy birthday anything maybe you just want one for yourself but there's a million ways that i could do this you go to cameo.com i'll shoot you a video message all that being said I know that Butch is working hard on the tractor. I could hear him. I'm about to go work with them uh, right after this podcast and do a little work on restoring Earl Dibble's truck. And so much stuff is going on here at the EE Farm. I'm like, I have to keep notes just to keep up with, with what I'm doing. Today's podcast, I'm bringing in Amber, and she's almost here. So I'm going to work on the truck a little bit. I'm going to get Amber in here. Um, I'm excited. I'm always excited to have her because she has such good insight on life. And I could learn from her every time I'm with her. I could learn by soaking in uh, some knowledge that I didn't hear her say before in the 10 years that I've known her. So she's, she's a special woman. And I think that she could help this podcast and a lot of y'all could enjoy listening to her. So that's what I got. Welcome to the podcast. Yee yee. Oh, one time. 
Tyler just walked on here and uh, we had started the podcast and then he Tyler walked on the bus because I people aren't used to knowing that we're doing podcasts on the bus Montana uh, but he said that I've I got an offer to speak at a church in Granger Indiana is that you too or just me it she contacted me but it only had your name okay so it's interesting that um it's interesting that a church in Indiana would request me to come speak there. She said that they watch the Smiths and have watched. And oh, she said she watched your podcast with Pastor Joe. Mm. So she was like, she was wondering with everything with you not touring, she <laughs> thought you might be open to speaking engagements at more churches. Yeah, sometimes you're just like, okay, God, what, <laughs> what do you want right now? What do you want from me? Um, but then. You know, my, my position is just always keep my eyes open, my ears open, mm-hmm. my heart open, ready for, uh, ready to not miss an opportunity to make a difference that I should be doing, you know, instead of taking the first reaction of going, nah, I'm a singer. I am a country music singer. That's what I do. So. Yeah. God calls us to come out of our comfort zone. Yeah. It's but definitely you, out of my comfort zone to even think about something like that. But you have to have a piece about it too. So. Yeah. Not every opportunity that comes your way, you have to say yes to. You just have to pray sure. about it. I might do it. Granger, Indiana. Granger, Indiana. Mm-hmm. I might be there. I don't know. Interesting name for a town. No. <laughs> she, that's what she said. She said like, <laughs> I just talking about God being specific. Yeah. I want Granger at Granger Church. Mm-hmm. Um, what I was saying before Tyler walked up here was we slept in the barn last night as we have the last five months while our house is being built. And last night was the coldest so far. It got down to 27. And I was thinking, you know, there's always that argument of, do you like, are you like hot weather or cold weather? And and everyone, everyone that ever says cold weather says, I like cold weather because you can only take so many layers off. But in winter, you could just keep putting layers on. Like people, people say that. And I was thinking that this morning as I was like, wanting to get out from under the covers i was like i hate that argument i love the summer yeah it's so the concrete we have concrete in there so it's so cold on your feet mm-hmm. if you don't have anything and our bathroom is in the barn so we have to walk from the rv to the barn if we need to go to the restroom and it's freezing in the morning and i just said on my rise this past sunday that people think that probably think i'm crazy because it's not even really that cold like some people are in like negative weather, like five degree weather. And I'm complaining. I was complaining outside because it was 40 degrees and I was like, I'm freezing. Yeah, I get it. I get it. And, and a lot of people are probably getting their comments ready or like you're getting their fingers ready. Right. Like right now I'm being like, well, it's negative 17 yeah. Fargo right now. Or, yeah. Hey, this is me. I'm Mike. I'm in Alberta and it's negative 30. So <laughs> you don't know cold. Sissy. I've, I've been, yes, I've traveled, you know, we've, we did a Northern Canada tour um, in 2017 in the winter. So yeah, I, I'm, I'm not just a, te- a Texan that doesn't know what cold feels like, but I will say this, I've seen many people that are like, come on, Texas, you think that's cold? And then they come here. And if you're not prepared, 27 is cold because you're a human being. It doesn't matter what you're wearing. Yeah. And we have a torpedo heater. We have several propane heaters. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, it's cozy. I mean, don't get me wrong. The, the summertime was really tough when it literally got to a, over 100 inside that yeah. barn. And You're it's sweating. In, it's insulated barn, too. It's funny because he, uh, when I wake the kids up in the morning, <laughs> he turns on the torpedo heater so they can hear it outside of the RV. And they just bolt out of the RV as soon as they hear that thing go... <laughs> They run out to yeah. be the first one to sit in front of it. <laughs> That's what it sounds like. Um, yeah, I love it though because I love that our kids are going through this, and it's just such a it's such a good practice of adversity. It's a it's a good way, like we talked about with the church. It's a good way to force yourself out of a comfort zone. And I always love to do that to myself. It's mm-hmm. interesting that I'm doing it to my family yeah. now. I'm making you guys uh, live in a world of adversity. But, I mean, you're, you're amazing that you could 
even be accepting. I mean, there's probably a lot of wives that would be like, we're going to live in an RV while we build the house. Nope. We're leasing a house. We're going to rent a house. We're going to rent an apartment. We're going to stay with in-laws, whatever. That's our daughter. <laughs> you would think it would be me and it's London. She's like, why can't we just rent a house? I'm like, sweetheart, trying to teach her like, that's a waste of money. We yeah. have this amazing RV from Explore USA and yeah. it's beautiful and it's cozy. All the more reason, if she thinks that now at nine years old, all the more reason why we need to be doing it. Yeah. Take her out of her comfort zone. Yes. And and one day in life, I don't know when that's going to be, but there's going to be a time when she feels some kind of adversity and she's going to go, you know what? I lived in a barn for eight months, mm-hmm. nine months, whatever. I could do anything. Yeah. And that might be a little extreme to claim something like that, but... When you say you've actually sat in a barn and lived in a living room and watched TV and on a couch where it was 100 degrees and scorpions were biting you. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that is coming out of your comfort zone. <laughs> that's that's exactly what has happened to us. Uh, so, yeah, that's great. It's great. And um, no disrespect to anyone that lives full time in a barn at all. No. Because we're doing it. And I think it's awesome. Yeah. Do you want to answer some questions with me? I would love to. Thank you for having me today. You're welcome, guest. <laughs> I got a, a question the other day. Not a question. Sometimes sometimes your questions, which, by the way, is grangersmithpodcast at gmail.com. If you need to know, if you want me to say anything, email that. But it's not even questions anymore. It's sometimes it becomes statements. And I got one this morning that was like, I wish you would start having more guests, like, veterans and people that have struggled because I don't quite get as much out of your questions. And, and Hey, I, I'm not disagreeing with you when you wrote that. Um, but the fact is it is exhausting to think about filling up a calendar with guests. I'm not Joe Rogan. Maybe my future could look more similar to Joe Rogan 10 years from now, but right now I don't have a staff that's constantly booking up my podcast. And I put these out every single Monday. That makes it exhausting to think about having a guest every week, preparing, getting things ready, um, figuring out their background. Uh, and, and it's easier for me to be consistent first by just answering your questions, grangersmithpodcast at gmail.com. So that's the reason. And I'm meeting in the middle by having Amber with me today. But I do want to dive in, and I've created now, I've done this long enough now with these questions that I've started dividing. As the questions come in, I start dividing them into categories, and Amber has her own folder now. Oh, thank you. On the on the, And it's a lot. It's, a, it's quite a bit here that I've just thrown into the Amber folder. So are these questions to me? No, it's or? just, it's when I read them, when they came in, I read them and I thought, that's something Amber could answer with me in okay. some way. So I threw it into your folder. So this first question comes from Mackenzie, and the subject line is fights. Okay. It says, hey, Granger, my name is Mackenzie. I'm a huge fan of yours. I was wondering, being a Christian God-fearing household, do you, do you and Amber ever fight? I know my parents did all the time, and it led to my mom divorcing my dad because he's not the nicest man on the planet. P.S. The first half of your album is great. I think it's the best one yet. That email came in November. Thank you, Mackenzie. I think I know Mackenzie. I think I've chatted. If it's the same Mackenzie on Instagram, I think, before. M-A-C-K-E-N-Z-I-E? I think so. Okay. It doesn't say where she's from. Okay. If you if you email me, throw in where you're from. Say, uh, And you could even do it in the subject line if you want. But I think it's neat to be able to say where you're from uh, when I'm introducing you and your question. It's, this is a good question, Mackenzie. We've kind of touched. We kind of touched on this. I don't know if it was on my rise or on one of your podcasts about us and our fights. Mm-hmm. And do we fight? Mm-hmm. And we don't fight. Mm-hmm. We don't fight in a sense of yelling at each other. You know, like parents yell at each other in front of their children. We just don't. We never have. Mm-hmm. And we 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 always say that we maybe attribute that to meeting later in life, going through our bad. So we, I'm sure we both had some good relationships, but going through. All of our relationships They're and, all bad. and and realizing what we want, what we don't want, what we'll stand for. And so we just we just have never been that couple that, that fights. And I always say, like, I can tell when you're frustrated and you can tell when I'm frustrated. And we just don't pick at each other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Because I definitely know when you're frustrated and you definitely know when I am. And he came okay, wait, real quick. He came yeah. in the other night. What did you say to me? He walked in and he said, 
what do I do that annoys you? And I was like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> what have I done that annoys you? What did you say? I don't even remember. Was, oh, oh, <laughs> he said, you just have stuff on every shelf. I don't have anywhere to put anything. He's like, there's stuff. There's Christmas decorations everywhere. There's no space. So I look at shelves like countertops and shelves. I look at them as to hold things that you need to be using. But it's, you look at shelves and countertops as things to hold decorations decor. that you don't touch. <laughs> it's Christmas. Christmas decor out. You say it's Christmas, but you do you do that at Halloween. You do it in the fall. You do it in Easter. You do it in summertime. Decor. For, for, yeah. Decor. No, so that is like kind of the extent of our fights. We just... I, man, I, there's a caveat with what we're saying because I, I love that we don't fight and we work hard at it. And part of it was I, we got married a little bit later. I was 30 years old when we got married. And that's part of it, in my opinion. We learned a lot from past relationships that didn't work. And we couldn't have done that if we were 20. Mm-hmm. But I don't think you have to look at us and go, Granger and Amber don't fight. Yeah. And we do, so we must not be good. So we should split up. Because I want a relationship like Amber and Granger. That's not true. No. It's not true. Um, we're very blessed and very lucky that we that, that we have a relationship like that, mm-hmm. but that's not what keeps us together. No, it's not. If and we it, did fight, it, we wouldn't split up because of that. Right. I think. I think. I have couple. I have couple friends who they fight in their marriages, but they fight knowing that they're on the same team and they're going down the same lane and they want the same result. So they work through any disagreements, and they're. Pa- I mean, they're passionate in their fights as much as they are about their love for each other. So I don't think that you. You know, there's no perfect relationship. I don't think that mm-hmm. just because we don't fight that our relationship is perfect. Yeah, you know? we go after each other, but it never gets to the second level. It always stays in the first level. Mm-hmm. So when you come in, you're like, babe, there's stuff everywhere. Can you please throw stuff away? Yeah. I don't take it to the next level and go, I had a hard day. <laughs> ah, you know what I'm going through right now. Yeah, I don't do that. I, I keep it at, <laughs> yeah, you're right. I do have stuff everywhere. Sorry, babe. I'll get on that. And on that note, if there is stuff everywhere, <laughs> instead of going and getting onto them, I just... Put it, I just throw it away. It's yeah. just much easier to pick your battles. And she says on here, my mom divorced my dad because he's not the nicest man on the planet. And I, I just have to say, we're all not the nicest people on the planet. Yeah. We all are going to have bad days. We live in a fallen world. We are all sinners. Nobody is perfect. So I think just having grace for each other helps us to be on the same team. So Mackenzie, don't, don't, um, the moral of this conversation is don't look for a partner that you specifically do not fight with because that's not really it's not really what this is about yeah this one is from nicole it says hello to the smith family which is probably why i put it in the amber folder hello nicole granger what made you decide to give away your truck uh, when you had it in your songs and videos Uh, and amber your sunday morning with god videos are so good it helps me get through my days Amber, how does your kids feel about God? They're specifically asking you. That's a lot of good questions. Yeah, so I'll start with the truck, um, the truck giveaway, which which I got a feeling we'll do this next year too. In some way, maybe I'll I'll go buy a truck this spring that's maybe kind of crappy, and then me and Butch and Bull could get and start restoring it or upgrading it and just make it super nice and give it away um so what made me decide it's kind of multi-layered but i i have driven that truck for a long time and it was i have a lot of memories in that truck you know my dad was in that truck river was in that truck we moved houses in that truck i got married in that truck so there's brought london home maybe not in that truck it was in your car but uh but i drove her (laughs) as a newborn so I just had this feeling I try not to attach myself too much to, to unanimate, what do you call it? What's inanimate. That word? Inanimate mm-hmm. objects. And I was, I was very attached to that truck. And I just thought, you know what? It's time to let go of this truck. It's time to let go and stop attra- trying to attach memories to it and see it do well in another house and see someone, see it bring joy to someone else's household in a new way. And this, the idea originally came when I was restoring my old high school truck, the 74 GMC with Butch and Bull. 
And as that started developing, I, th- I thought to myself, man, this is going to be a good truck. I'll be able to drive it. But then I don't need two trucks at that point. So that's ultimately the, what started the truck giveaway idea. So then we'll go to your okay. questions. So it says, your Sunday morning with God videos are so good that it helps me and people that it helps people and it helps me get through my days. Thank you very much for saying that. And let me say we're um, we're gonna. I'm thinking about getting a rise with Amber into a podcast form, so that people that listen or watch it on YouTube only exist on the Smith's YouTube channel every Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. But I'm thinking about pushing her to. I already bought her a microphone like this, and I bought her some recording gear. So I'm I'm trying to push her to move it into podcast form. Sorry. We're gonna we're thinking about doing that when the house is built. So that's probably three three or four months maybe. Um, so I'll have a place set up in the house. He's been pushing me to do that. And speaking of going out of your comfort zone, like we were talking about in the beginning, that is really out of my comfort zone. The arise videos because I always feel a small sense of unworthiness. Like you know, you've even said that on your podcast about answering these questions that you just don't feel worthy mm. to be be telling this to people. But it's all about just stepping out in faith and just obeying and saying yes to what God is calling you to do. So thank you for saying that, because that makes me feel better about Sunday mornings. Um, How do your kids feel about God? So our kids have grown up knowing God and knowing Jesus, and they attend a Christian school now, and they love God. They love Jesus. They, but they, you know, they have so many questions about about God and heaven. And you know, Lincoln wanted to be Jesus for Halloween. <laughs> and London writes her scriptures out. You know, she she came home and at school they had to re- memorize scriptures every week. And she came home and wrote like all of them out. They they just have they have a good positive outlook on God and Jesus and heaven. And so I just hope that we can still plant the seeds and continue to grow them in that way. We could learn from them. Yeah, I'll say for sure. that. They say things, and I'm like, dang. It's the chill. It's it's having faith like a child. Um, so moving on to this next question from Simon, it's really ironic. I literally mm. just hit the next one. It says, "Hey, it's Simon. I was wondering if you can get a, Amber to put her Arise with Amber on podcast platforms." Okay. Perfect. I mean, okay. that's a sign, right? Okay, Simon. Look at that. Boom. Simon says. Oh gosh. Oh, urgent. Should we get it? Let's see. Take a break. Do we have time for an urgent one? Let me not do an urgent. The subject line literally says urgent. Please read. Let's do that. But let's go to my light folder. Okay. (laughs) Because we have to take a break in a minute, right? Yeah, we got to take a break in a minute. So let's go to a light one. Um, It says river in it. I don't know why I put it in my light folder. I'll find out. This question is from Sam from Chattanooga. What's up, Sam? Shout out to Tennessee and Chattanooga and Georgia, wherever you are. Um. Question for future podcast. It says, my longtime girlfriend introduced me to the Smiths shortly after River's passing. Ever since, we have watched every single episode you have put up on the Smiths channel, and now I've been following everything you and Lunkers do. On, my, on to my question, in a previous podcast, you talked about how you're always concealing, concealed carrying. Um, I would like to know what your usual carry gun is. He's saying holster, knife, everything you have on you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for all you do, and I cannot wait to see Earl's truck finished. Me too, buddy. Thanks for the question, Sam. Uh, I typically click carry a Glock 43. Um, also, occasionally carry a Glock 42, and that's the difference between um, having that if I want that nine millimeter or the 380. And I always have a, a Glock 17 around me, but not usually in my pockets because that's a little too big. Um, always carry a Kershaw knife of some form. This one is great. Caleb got me this one because it also has, this Kershaw knife has um, some screwdriver attachments to it, which is great because yeah. you're, you know, you never know. What that's you awesome. Need, you need a screwdriver. Yeah. I wish I would have bought you that. It, it has a little deer sausage on it. I still need to clean. Sometimes I use it to eat with. Is that the one that we cut when we were, when your truck broke down? Yes. Cutting that sausage? <laughs> yeah, that's one of the times I've cut that sausage. Right. So the holster, um, it's right now it's in my truck outside this bus, and I don't know. I got it on Amazon, I believe, but it's leather, and it's the kind with the clip that goes inside your pants with the clip. And I just really like that style. Um, 
and I don't know the name. Sorry, Sam. I don't know the name of that holster. What else did you say? Anything I carry. An iPhone. <laughs> and my wallet. A Yigi wallet right here. So I carry a... This is the the long the long version of the Yigi leather wallet. This has been the first time. God, I knew you were going to say I, something about that. <laughs> I have tried to get this man a wallet for 10 years. 10 years. He, You know what he used to carry his money in? One of those little office clips that you like bend the, the silver back with the black little clippy. Yep. That's what he used to carry his money and his credit cards in. And I always try to get him something small or cool or leather. Or first one he got was finally 10 years later and it's Yee wallet. Yep. So good. <laughs> Shout out once again, Sam. Thanks for the question, Chattanooga. That question came in September. So it's that's been on the list for me to answer. Um, so we have time for one. Yeah, one time for one more light one. Okay. Um, this comes from Rita from Carlisle, Pennsylvania. It says, "Hey Granger, you haven't shown much about your bees lately. Are they doing okay? And did you get a second hive going again?" So that question came in September as well. Sad day. Yeah. We lost our hives. Yeah, we lost both of them. We lost them to um, wax moths, which, mm -hmm. you know, we're still learning in our beekeeping hobby. And I knew nothing about wax moths. And if I would have read, we would have known that yeah. they can take over a hive in just a day or two if you don't go out there and check. And so they just, he went out there one day to film and they were just infested. So for anybody that's listening that um, didn't doesn't know anything about what we're talking about, we started beekeeping about three, four, about four years yeah. ago. The years, like the last two years just flew by, so I can't even remember. But I want to say three or four years mm -hmm. ago, we started beekeeping. It's a great hobby. We loved it. We had two really good honey harvest. The second one was outstanding. Yeah. We still have so much honey from mm -hmm. that. And then after Riv, we moved from that house and I, mo I moved the hives. That was the beginning of the end, really, is when I moved those hives um, because they, moving them in the middle of the summer, which in Texas, right in the middle of the summer, we stopped getting a lot of flowering plants. So I was feeding them sugar water. They weren't doing great. Um, we ended up losing a hive there at the old house. And then when we moved to where we are now at the farm, we only brought one hive alive and then they got hit by wax moss. And they were actually doing great. Yeah. And so they got hit by wax moss and they infested them. And I thought they were doing great, but I think they must have they must have been going through a little bit of a strain through that move. So in the spring, probably March, I'm going to get two new hives. Uh, and I love the location where they are now, where mm -hmm. I'm going to put them. So I'll get the two new nukes. I'll get a queen and and her little girls. And we will put them to work here on this farm. And um, I know a lot more now going through, you know, this will be our, my fourth or fifth season. I know a lot more. I think I'll be better with them. And I'm, I'm excited about that. So good question. I'm going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. I want to talk about some of the people that have sponsored this podcast today, the people that have uh, supported what we're doing on this podcast in the form of paying for the production cost of what it takes to bring this podcast to you. So in other words, I'm grateful to have these people. So here's another way that 2020 has thrown us for a loop. The holidays, lots of my go-to gifts are non-starters. For example, if I was going to get Parker or Tyler or my mom, uh, any kind of, of experience gift, like a concert ticket or a, you know, a ticket to a football game or um, any kind of like bed and breakfast package. I mean, those, those are pretty much gone this time of year. So I'm, I, had, I was thrown for a loop on what to get people <laughs> for, this, for this Christmas. And with everything that's happened, I want to get everyone on my list a gift that actually makes them say, hey, appreciate that. I actually, I'm going to use that. So my silver bullet idea is Raycon wireless earbuds. Raycon is, it's, a, it's an earbud that fits like you don't even know it's there. You could actually sleep with it. And I have slept. You could lay on your side and sleep with this earbud and it doesn't affect you at all. It feels like it's not even there. And it also seals off 
all the outside noise. So if you're listening to this podcast, I would say a really good way to do it is with Raycon earbuds. It has seamless Bluetooth pairing and a comfortable noise isolating fit. You can start listening right out of the box and keep on listening for hours. The audio quality is amazing compared to what you get from other premium brands, except Raycon starts at half the price. Best of all, this is something that you can use to make calls, to play music, work or play, home or on the go. It's the gift that keeps on giving. And if you already have a pair of wireless earbuds, you always need a spare. Raycon is being very generous for the holidays. So on top of their everyday great prices, they're offering my listeners 15% off right now. Go to buyraycon.com slash Granger today and get your 15% off your Raycon order. That's buyraycon.com slash Granger, buyraycon.com slash Granger. I also have a message from Express. VPN. And if you don't know what that means, if you don't even know what ExpressVPN is, it's a simple app for your computer or smartphone that encrypts all your network data and tunnels it through a secure VPN server so that your ISP cannot be seen and no one could find out what you're doing. <laughs> no one else could find out what you're doing on your computer. That's as simple as that. So just think about how much of your life is on the internet. Sadly, every site you visit Every video you watch or message you send gets tracked by ISPs or other tech giants who could then sell your information for profit. That's the reason I recommend ExpressVPN is the best way to hide your online activity from your ISP. Just download the app, tap one button on your device, and boom, you're protected. The ExpressVPN does all the work without slowing down your connection. That's why it's rated number one VPN service by CNET and Wired. So stop handing over your personal data to ISPs and other tech giants who mine your activity and sell off your information. That's crazy that they do that. Protect yourself with the VPN I trust to keep me private online. Visit, visit expressvpn.com slash Granger. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N dot com slash Granger to get three extra months for free. Now go to expressvpn.com slash Granger right now to learn more. And you're going to feel a lot better that you did. Back to the podcast. Do you want to get into this urgent please read? Yes. This, this person would like to stay anonymous, it says. Um, even though they say their name and they're from... This town. Okay. <laughs> so, but I just want, in respect to them, I won't say anything. Uh, it says, I've been struggling with my life lately. So my fiance and I have been together about two years now. We have a beautiful baby boy together, about 10 and a half months old. And I recently made a mistake of reaching out to some high school female friends and gave them a life update. Just a hi, how are you kind of thing. There was nothing meant in it for me to be wanting to cheat on my fiance, which I would never do. And now we're in a hard spot in our relationship. She gets the feeling I'm not in love and that I don't want to be with her. She is my everything and I can't lose her. Yes, I know I screwed up. What do I do? This is killing me. She said that I've been a different person lately, which was an eye-opener for me. I can say that this pandemic has made me a bit of a different person. Um, I was raised as a Christian man, but I fell off the edge and I can't join a church due to my work schedule. Please help. I hope to hear from you and Amber on a podcast. Thank you so much, Smith family. Ye freaking ye. Thanks for the email. Yes, thank you. Here you go. You got what you wanted. You got me and Amber both on your... We are, we are focused on your mission right now, buddy. Um, so this is multi-layered yeah. here. You guys have a beautiful baby boy together? I guess without knowing the extent of the reaching out and knowing what was said mm -hmm. or how your, I think you said fiance, is it fiance? And how your, what your fiance saw or didn't see or how she feels about what was said. That's hard for me to answer because I don't really know what the initial reaching out was. If it was just a, hey, here's our baby, you know, just want to see how you're doing. I, I would like to think that that would be something that you guys could work through. Um, but I don't know the depth. Yeah. It. So just all we could go by is what you said. Yeah. So if we go by exactly what you said, which is we're in a hard, hard spot in a relationship. She gets the feeling I'm not in love, but 
um, she's my everything and I can't lose her. If we're going just by that, then I would say, I would come up and I would say, babe, we're going to talk. Sit her down, delete Facebook if that's what you need to be doing, um, and convince her with all the truth and integrity in your heart that that you can't lose her, yeah. that you're there for her, and that you'd like to marry her. I think that that needs to happen. You guys got a, yeah. a little boy. Um, you're in love. And I think part of this could be stemming from the fact that you're, you're not married and she's, she needs you to have that kind of commitment uh, to, to prove to not only just to her in a closed room, but to the world and to your family and to all your friends. And your baby. And your baby. And you're on your Facebook status mm -hmm. that you are now married to her, a lifetime commitment to her. I think that that, I think she needs that. And I think if I'm just going by what you say, then that's your next step. Is you sit down and you say, babe, I want to, I want to prove to you. I know that I've, I've been a different person. I've been stressed at work. I've been, this pandemic has got me sideways. Um, I'm sorry for what appeared to be me unhappy and reaching out to friends on Facebook, but I want to change everything. I want to convince you that I'm in love with you and I can't lose you. Say what, I don't even know if you've said to her what you've said to me, which mm -hmm. is, which is weird, right? Maybe you have, but follow that up with, I want to get married. Let's pick a date. Not just, you know, you, you are fiancés, right? So yes, it's fiancés so, for two so, years. So pick a date. Let's 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 go. I want to go on next Saturday. I want to go to the courthouse, and I want to lock this down because maybe we've been waiting on the world to clear up or the perfect wedding. Turn all that into a big reception. Just see what she says. It's just about you two, really. Yeah. It's about you two and your love for each other. It doesn't have to be some yeah. extravagant thing. Um, and then it says here that this whole pandemic has kind of made you fall off the edge. And you can't join a church due to your work schedule. I think this whole pandemic has kind of made everybody fall off the edge a little bit. And the fact that you realize that is the first step. So just try to refocus. Refocus your energy on her and your baby and and. Lots of people can't go to church because of their schedule. But the good thing about this pandemic is there are churches online. Yeah, You can log in on your phone, on your computer. You can log in any time of day, 24 hours a day. You can listen to sermons. You can listen to podcasts. And you can read books. You can listen to Audible. That can bring you closer to God. And you can do that from anywhere, anytime. Think about it this way. You know, we all, we've all heard the term that to tithe our money, which is the, the definition of tithing is 10% of your money. But... That being said, have you ever thought about how you could tithe your time? And that's a that's kind of a new thing to me. I heard it heard that from Billy Graham, and I told you that the mm -hmm. other day. So I would I would say to this anonymous writer, are you tithing your time? Are you giving ten percent of your time, which is you know te technically two hours and forty minutes? Are you giving two hours and forty minutes? Out of your day. That's correct math, isn't it? I think so, yeah. Yeah, it is. <laughs> That's what you asked me the other night. So, uh, I mean, um, th that, if your work schedule doesn't allow you to to give two hours and 40 minutes every day, then then it might be time to rethink the job as well. Uh, and that's going that's going far considering this world is uh, extremely jobless right now. I heard a statistic, it was actually today, that said that most, on average, which is that that's, you know, probably above a lot of other people, on average, people spend 10 minutes a day with God, mm -hmm. but they watch TV for four hours. Yeah, that's sure. That's the average. Sure. So if you, you know, if it's five minutes here, five minutes there, just keep fitting in time for, for God and the Word and prayer and your relationship, too. And keep tuning into this podcast. You need to listen to this podcast once a week. It's important. <laughs> you need to stop this podcast and go pray. <laughs> no, no, keep listening. I'm just kidding. Pray. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Okay. All right, buddy. Um, thank you. I'll keep you anonymous. But uh, I, I hope that helps right back in to me if it does. Here's one. I'm, I'm kind of going on a list here. It says, hey, my name is Mikey. I'm 18 years old, and I plan on building a house for me and my girlfriend one day. I wanted to ask for tips on how to do that. 
watching building our dream farmhouse has really inspired me to do it. Uh, thank you, Mikey. Thanks for writing. Um, we have been doing this series on YouTube to everyone that doesn't know what he's talking about called building our dream farmhouse and just kind of documenting the build just like we're doing with uh, documenting the restoring Earl Dibble's old truck on YouTube as well. What do you say to Mikey? He's 18. That's a that's high aspirations to be 18. That is, Mikey. Good for you. We are just building our first house at 40. Yeah. <laughs> so dream big. That's amazing. Um, if you want to start doing that, just find a builder. I mean, I don't even know. It says, it says your girlfriend. Does it say girlfriend? Mm-hmm. Are you guys going to plan on getting married? Or what, where are y'all on that front? We don't know. So I can't answer that. But I also want to say you're 18. Yeah. You know, that's so young to be focusing on that right yeah, now. Yeah, it's hard to not just I know. shoot this down. Um, because when I was 18, I had, you know, big plans also. And it's amazing that you do. And it's, it's really cool you're thinking like that. Um, so you're saying, I plan on building a... A, a house for me and my girlfriend one day and I was w wondering what kind of tips you have to do that so um, okay I could help you with that put out of your mind that you're going to do it this year or next year or the next year after that put put that out of your mind um, and do a couple things one focus on your girlfriend see if see if she's the one I mean everyone listening is kind of holding their breath thinking Man, it would really suck to build a house for a girl that then you break up with in six months. And when you're 18, that happens. You, you're you're like one argument away from a breakup, and you don't want to do that in the middle of a home build. That's that is a mess. Yeah. So uh, keep your keep keep your research going with her. See if she's going to be awesome. And then at the same time, look at look at real estate online. Get some apps, look at some land, look at little lots, look at big lots, whatever, whatever. I don't know what you could, you could afford, but um, look at different neighborhoods, kind of see styles of homes. Like, okay. I like brick. I like yeah. wood. I like siding. I like rock. I like mobile home. What, whatever. See what your style is and what you can afford and what you like and what kind of land. Do you like a, a neighborhood? Do you like a condo in downtown? Do you like a farmhouse way out in the middle of nowhere? Um these are things to go and research and talk about and look at, right? Yeah, yeah look at builders and, and see what kind of styles you like. You can start a Pinterest board. Mm. You you and her could each start. Like we sh we have pictures that we share with each other for our styles that we like. And then somewhere down the road, if it leads if it leads that way and you guys end up getting married or something, then go build your dream house. Yeah. If you're just super uh, entrepreneur, then you could actually build houses to... Mm start putting renters in them. If you, if that's something you could, you could look at putting renters in and then flipping it or living in it later. Um, so there's a lot of options. It's cool that you're thinking big like that. And I think now's the time at 18 to just soak it all in and kind of dial in what you want out of life. Thanks, Mikey. Hope that helped Mikey. This question is from Lee from Ohio. Shout out to Ohio. It says, I have a few questions, really. When is it a good time to call it quits with a marriage? Uh-oh. Uh, I have religious beliefs. She does not. She had an affair. And when she said she was done with that affair, I sometimes still see her with the person from the affair. You don't have to speak of this on the air or on your podcast. And I'm kind of already, already doing did. it. I really need someone to talk about with this subject. Where, when, those type of questions. God bless you in advance. Love your podcast. Looking forward to hearing from you soon. Oh, man, Lee. Lee. Dude, sometimes you, I stumble on these questions and I'm not expecting to hear what my mouth is saying. Well, I think you answered something like this on one of your other podcasts and you answered it beautifully. Yeah, I wish what? you could just replay exactly what you said. I don't know. It was it was kind I of I never an, say the same thing twice. So it was that kind scares of me. kind of an ultimatum. Yeah. It just said, you know, if if you love her, if you love her, you sit down, you talk with her, you guys, but you have to she has to want it back. You know, it takes two and she has to want to try to change, maybe go to therapy, maybe stop seeing this other person that that she's still seeing because obviously that's hurting you. Mm. So, 
I wish I could play what you said because it was just perfect. That's might have been what I, I said that then. I, I would say this now. Okay, here we go. It's time, buddy. It's time to leave. Okay, let me let me counteract. Okay. So go. When you don't have the same religious beliefs in a marriage, that's hard because you're never going to really be on the same page. And then if you have children, they're that's they're not going to be on the same page raising them in that way. But also, let me say, I have had friends who have made mistakes and stepped out in their marriage and have come back together through God, though, with God, with Jesus, and with forgiveness, and they their marriage is strong, stronger now. So saying that, though, if you don't have the same religious beliefs, I don't know that that could work in your case. It's so hard to just read a question static here on my phone and not know anything more than what this person has written mm-hmm. on any of these questions. And so when it says, I have religious beliefs, she does not. She had an affair. I didn't. Mm-hmm. She said she's done with it. Sometimes I see her still with that person from the affair. When I see that, I'm just like, well, that's pretty much strike three. Yeah. You know, I mean, like what else you you could go and and have this ultimatum with her. But it sounds like you've already done that. Like, yeah. it's, it sounds like you guys have had multiple conversations because you said that she said she's done with it. But I don't feel from your words any kind of remorse right. from her or or true repentance towards you, your relationship. And you you are not a perfect person. And the reason I say that is because I'm not, and Amber's not, mm-hmm. and no one is. So, but it sounds like it's time... It's time to have the hard conversation. And maybe you say, hey, and this, this email came in November 24th. So maybe you say, I don't know. I don't know if you're going to hear this in time, Lee. But maybe you say, hey, in 2021, Valentine's Day. I'm just throwing that out there. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to file for divorce. And I don't want to. I desperately don't want to. My heart doesn't want to, but my brain tells me this is a pattern and you don't really want to be here. The proof, you're still hanging with the guy from the affair. Like yeah. that's the biggest thing in this email for me is you're still she's still hanging out with the dude and and that that should be that should have been long been gone. Yeah. That should have been, I'm so sorry, I messed up, everyone makes mistakes, but done. Done. I love you. I want to be with you. Yeah. So I, I want to work on this. I would put it like a, either a January 1st or a February 14th, like just trying to pick big days, you know, easily remember, rememberable days, memorable days, and just say, hey, I'm out. I'm out at this date um, unless, unless I feel a total turnaround from you. And she might, she might look at you and look at you in the eye and just say, okay, okay. Yeah. But if she does agree, you have to know going in that it's going to be work. It's going to be hard because you're, you're, you may be able to forgive, but you won't forget. So you have to know going in, look, if she tells me she wants to be with me, she wants to work this out with me, we're going to be good. You're going to have to let it go. It's not something that you could bring up in a fight, you know, if y'all get in a fight and that's, that's tough. That's hard. Yeah. For sure. I'm sorry, Lee. Let us know. Yeah. Right back. Right back. Um, But I am a firm believer that things can be restored, but it takes two people that really want it. Yeah. Is that a funny one? I'm jumping into, I'm going to jump into a light one. We need a light one. Okay. Um, This one came today at eight o'clock this morning. Oh. Switching it up. Uh, It says, good morning and Merry Christmas. I recently came across your podcast and the Smith family vlog. I have grown to really love your family. My question is, if we want to support our favorite artist, what is the best way we could do that? Buy CDs, stream through a streaming service. Thank you, Shannon. Shannon, God bless you for caring enough to ask a question like that. And I speak for all the musicians and artists of the world that are struggling during a pandemic, um, we thank you for wanting to take the extra step because not, not many people 
care, I think. Uh, but it's a great question, very misunderstood question, multi-layered question. And the number one thing anyone could do for their band, the number one thing, which is tough during a pandemic, is buy tickets to their show. And not only buy tickets to the show, but buy tickets in advance, pre-sold tickets. Um, so you go to the venue's website or the artist website and you see the next time they're coming to your town and you buy tickets as early as you can. That um, creates the hype for the show and the artist and that makes a big difference. And, and it's hard to support that totally right now with um, this pandemic. But that but that's just the bottom line. It doesn't matter if it's um, Justin Bieber or Luke Bryan or the the local guitar player from your hometown. Supporting them with live ticket sales is the number one thing you could do today in this day and age with the fall of album sales and the the fractions of pennies you get from streaming. Everything we do now as musicians, song-wise, streaming-wise, YouTube-wise, album release-wise, everything is an advertisement to sell those tickets because that's where artists and bands and crews and their families and the vendors and the and the bartenders and the waiters and the everyone, the drivers, that's where they all get their paycheck from, is from live touring. Do you have anything to add to that? I was just going to say streaming, too. Streaming, well, streaming helps, right? Streaming, yeah. And, and, and streaming sharing. Doesn't, streaming doesn't financially help. Right. But it does help build the hype. And the hype then builds more peop- more media companies getting involved. And then more media companies get involved. The more the message spreads to other people, the more it spreads to other people, the more you sell tickets. Right. It always goes back to tickets. It always goes back to concerts. In 19... 19- 96 with Garth Brooks. That didn't matter. Mm-hmm. Like when Shania Twain came out, she didn't tour the first whole year of her career. Mm-hmm. She just kicked back and let the momentum build through her album sales. And she didn't have to. Their money was so great with album sales that she could pay an entire staff and crew and band to do nothing mm-hmm. but sit. That's how that's how great that money was. But today you have no choice. You have to tour, which is why this pandemic has been crazy. Um, and I mean, I, I will say this. I, I have gotten a couple of emails of people saying, what about independent artists? Mm-hmm. Does the CD sales help independent artists? Sure. Yeah. But it also helps sign artists. It, there's not really a difference between an indie artist and a sign artist when it comes to album sales. It depends on the deal you signed, but, um, yeah, you buy my album. That's great. It's great. You buy two thousand of them. That's awesome, but it still costs a whole lot of money to make the album. So really, uh, it ends up just breaking even. Mm-hmm. And it's—I can't say it enough. If you think about—and I was explaining this to uh, Turkla, Lunkers TV, like a couple years ago. He was trying to think about. We were we were looking at perspective of a big arena act, and he was like. What do you get from album sales? Well, say you get, at the best, say you get $7 an album sale. That's really high, Mm -hmm. considering packaging and everything. Well, and then you sell sell 1,000 of them. You know, because you got Mm $7,000. But you sell out an arena, Florida Georgia Line, that's who he was specifically talking about, and you put... 30,000 people in an arena for a $60 ticket Mm -hmm. in one night, you can't compete. There's nothing that can compete with that amount of revenue from a big concert. No album sales matter at that point. They're just an advertisement. So, did I answer that fully? Yeah. To Shannon? Thank you, Shannon. Let's get down to this one. This one subject is Earl Dibbles Jr., Earl Dibbles Jr. I'm a country boy. It says, hey, Granger, I've been following you for quite some time. Love your music, your faith, your positive energy. <laughs> See, positive energy that you put out. We have a question about Earl Dibbles Jr. When you do skits, commercials, or videos involving 
like the Earl Dibbles for President or the Yee Yee commercial, who comes up with that, with what he says? He, parentheses, your alter ego, is so funny. One other question. Do you ever take some of that humor from Earl home to the kids in Amber? Side note, I'm a female and I don't work on cars, but I'm so fascinated with what y'all are doing with Earl's truck. Keep up all the great effort and work. Thanks, Carrie from North Richland Hills, Texas. Hey, Carrie. What's up, Carrie? Thank you. Um, see, first of all, you answer the second part because okay. you're here and I'll answer the first part. Who comes up with what Earl says? So it was usually always me sprinkled in with Tyler. That was the beginning of what Earl's actually says. Then as years have gone by, Parker, or my youngest brother who's on this podcast a bunch has stepped in a lot to contribute to the content. Hayden at Yee Apparel works occasionally, like on, especially on Dip'em and Pick'em. He works a lot on that. And then we'll talk about like Earl for president. I think Hayden had a lot to do with that. Yeah. If it wasn't his whole idea or especially Yee commercials. So there is a good collab going on right now. Chris Lee, my tour manager has been known to, to jump in a few times, but I would say Hayden, Tyler, Parker, Occasionally, Chris Lee and me, that circle of five is the content creators when it comes to Earl. Like that Earl Dibbles, Earl Dibbles for President commercial that, that she's talking about, I had nothing to do with the mm-hmm. creation of that commercial. I just, I literally, uh, they said, hey, at four o'clock, we're shooting this Earl Dibbles for President thing. That's it. And I just showed up. That's, that's not how it used to be when I first started Earl. And I love it this way because it allows me to do a lot of different things. It allows me to be sitting in here in this bus doing a podcast while they're in there coming up with the next Earl skit. Now, that being said, whenever the camera comes on, whatever comes out of Earl's mouth, is that's what, that's what Earl's idea was. So there's usually a idea like, okay, Earl's going to stand up here on this platform. He's going to talk about a couple things like... Um, what uh, domestic policy? So you come up with an Earlism that counteracts. Like Earl is constantly misunderstanding what the real world is saying. So Earl's going to talk about domestic policy, and then Earl steps to the podium, unscripted, without anything, and he would say, "Domestic policy. Here's my domestic policy. Stop all that imported beer and just stick with Bud Light." You know, and he would go off on how he doesn't like, you know, Modelo and Corona. <laughs> so that's pretty much how it goes. So do I? Does the does the humor come home? Does the humor come home with Earl? Not really. The kids are funnier than uh, I. Yeah, am. the kids are the kids are funny, but the kids are just like, I don't know if I should say anything about the alter ego, but they're kind of over it, <laughs> you know, like they love Earl, but when Daddy's home, it's Daddy. Like they don't want to, they don't want to really have any part of Earl. He does other voices. Now he doesn't come home with Earl. He does other voices with the kids that that make them laugh. Put this in perspective: the kids have always only known Earl. Yeah. Like Earl has been around. He was he was invented in 2011, five four or five months before London was born. Mm-hmm. So as long as my kids have been around, Earl has been around too. Yeah. So it's just. It's not any different. Now, we do have these funny conversations like, ah, I'm going to meet Earl today. And Lincoln's yeah. always like, Daddy, that's you. And I'm like, no, Earl's a different person. No, Daddy, that's you. I know that's you, Daddy. I'm like, Daddy, I see your tattoos, Daddy. Yeah, I like, know. I know, Daddy. I see you. Look, your tattoos. I'm like, I'm not Earl. And he's like, Daddy. And then we just, it's just this funny back and forth. And London's just like, <sighs> <laughs> just rolls her eyes. Oh, here we go. Yeah. Is there any more questions? Any other question on that? Side note: I'm a female. I don't work on cars. That's awesome. <laughs> Thank you, Carrie. Awesome question. Let me jump back. Um, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do one more. Okay. I think we have time for one more. We're a little bit long on this segment. Okay. But I'm gonna go back to the amber box because we've kind of narrowed this down a little bit. Ooh. Mm. I'm not gonna hit that. Next yet. one. Yeah. Next one. Next podcast. Um. Oh. Oh, that's a... That's a... That one? Okay. All right. This one's called Bible and Tattoos. 
It's, and it says, hey, Granger, my wife and I are huge fans of you and your family. You amaze me with all your knowledge of the Bible. I don't know about that. Much respect, my friend. My wife and I are in a little debate. We are both raised in the church and attend church weekly. We have noticed that you and Amber both have tattoos. I wanted to get one for more than 10 years, but my wife and mom, who passed away seven years ago to cancer, says it's not biblical. There is a verse in Leviticus that says, in Leviticus 19.28, you shall not make any cuttings in your flesh for the dead, nor tattoo any marks on you. I am the Lord. Please share your thoughts on this subject and why you and Amber have biblical reasons for your tattoos. Uh, we live in Washington near Tacoma. Thanks. God bless, Eric. Yee yee. Thank you, Eric. Awesome question. Um, good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. And I've actually thought about this too. Let me first start off by saying that. Um, do I have biblical reasons for my tattoos? Let me just say that the tattoos that I've gotten, except for one, were all before I came to know Christ. And they all don't mean anything. They are pointless. I wish I didn't get them. So just saying that. Now, after River passed, I got one on my side of faith with some birds. And uh, it's hard to answer that because while the Bible does say certain things, you know, um, I was listening. Are you pulling up John Piper? Yeah. <laughs> so John Piper was saying that as, if you get a tattoo, it should be for your love of God or Christ or faith. And so that is my really only one that actually means something. And so, and then I do want to get another one because I just got baptized. I want to get a little cross um, right here. Oh, sorry. And that was for River too. Um, I want to get another a cross right there. So I think for me, if I ever did get another tattoo, it would be for, for Christ or my faith. Um, and just, just professing that to, to men. But I know, I don't know. How would you answer that about yeah, being biblical? Or yeah, not? I can answer that. And, um, I want to, before I do, I want to say guys, that there's a podcast called desiring God. It's led by an amazing man named John Piper. And I follow Piper. Like if I really want to get deep on something on a question, that's anything theology I could trust in some form Piper's way because he could really dig into the scripture itself. So there's a, there's a podcast called desiring God. And then there is a actual episode called tattoos and biblical perspective. Yes. So listen to that after you finish with this. If, if you're interested in this question, um, please listen to Piper because he's way better than me. Um, but I'll say Eric, um, through my thoughts. And I could kind of echo what, what Amber said about how a lot of the tattoos happened before we yeah. were serious. Uh, and I cannot speak for Earl Dibbles. I'm sorry. <laughs> cannot speak for that guy. So, Eric, and specifically in Leviticus, that's the time it says it. And Leviticus is part of Moses' law. And this is a time when historically Christian history, the, the Israelites were constantly in rebellion to God and his commandments. And part of that rebellion was they were constantly mingling amongst the, the hedonist, the, the locals in every little area that they would settle in. So there was Canaanites, and there was the Philistines. There, there were always groups that worshipped other gods in the Old, Old Testament. And part of that in Leviticus was that these, these other tribes, these other groups that were not Israelites, part of how you could tell them apart was they had tattoos and um, cuttings in their flesh for the dead. I'm not even sure exactly what that means, cuttings in the flesh for the dead, or tattoo marks. So this was a sign of these tribes that were not followers of the God of Israel, the God of Abraham. And part of that, part of that scripture is commanding the Israelites. This was, you know, that scripture was written thousands of years ago. So it's commanding them 
to separate yourself. Do not intermingle. Do not marry. Do not worship their gods. Do not even look like them. Don't even dress like them. That's part of that. So then you fast forward 2,000 years and you get to the New Testament. And Jesus comes to fulfill the law and become the new promise, to become the new covenant, the new commandment, all combined into one. And his message was, follow me, love God above all else. I am the way. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to say, I don't want to say on this podcast that when he, when he did that, forget everything in the Old Testament. I don't want to say that. But you could see that through Christ in the New Testament, he made a way for everyone to follow him and have eternal life. And no longer was there the, the laws that held you down, that you had to go get two dove and, uh, and a, a male lamb and mm-hmm. sacrifice the blood. And Jesus said, everyone's a sinner. Everyone's equal. Moses says, do not murder. But if you've ever thought bad about your brother, you've committed murder. Moses said, do not commit adultery. But if you've ever had lust in your mind in a thought about another woman, you've committed adultery. We're all sinners. So <laughs> I think that you could say the same thing. Do not, Moses says, do not get tattoos. But if you've ever gotten a Sharpie and written as Earl Dibbles Jr., you have gotten tattoos. You are a sinner. You know, you could throw all that in there. And kind of lump that all in to we've all messed up. And it is not worth getting hung up on that in your life. It's not worth it. You need to keep your eye on the prize and not, not worry about something that Leviticus says. If that, that, all that being said, if it's a true debate with your wife then um, or, or your deceased mother, maybe you should follow there. <laughs> follow their uh, wishes. Um, but you could probably meet in the middle, just like Amber said, where you get, don't get a meaningless tattoo. Get something that, that brings you closer to the kingdom of God in yeah. some way. Like maybe you need something you can't look at somebody because they have a little Bible verse on their left wrist. You can't look at that person and go sinner going to hell. You know, you can't, you can't because maybe they need that Bible verse Every day when they look at it, it takes them it's into the, a, a good place. So I think that that's my best yeah. way to answer it. But go to John Piper yeah, and listen, listen to that. Yeah. Woo! I get worked up <laughs> on this microphone. You did get worked up. Okay. Um, thank you, Eric. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to close that out, and then hopefully you'll be back, Amber, on more I would love to be podcast. back. Will you join me on a rise? Yes, I will. Thank you. I will. And uh, email me, GrangerSmithPodcast at gmail.com. I want to give a shout out also to my Spotify listeners. I got on there last night and kind of scrolled through. And uh, I know that a lot of people listen to this on Spotify. And I always feel like I pass over it because I talk about Apple Podcast app. I talk about the YouTube, the way we stream. But we're on this podcast streams everywhere and I want to specifically shout out to the Spotify podcast listeners. You guys are awesome. And thank y'all, everybody. And shout thank out. you. Thank you. Thank you. Yee yee. Yee yee. Thanks for joining me on the Granger Smith podcast. I appreciate all of you guys. You could help me out by rating this podcast on iTunes. If you're on YouTube, subscribe to this channel, hit that little like button and notifications bell so that you never miss any time I upload a video. If you have a question for me that you would like me to answer, email grangersmithpodcast at gmail.com. Yee yee.